are recording on October the 2nd, 2022. My name is Eric, host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, under a target shooter, ham radio operator. I know that one's shocking to everybody. And, uh, uh, as first responder, witnessing over reliance on emergency services during major events, started a small preparedness company to help people get prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. And my name is Jeff. I am based in Central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator, general overall handyman, and weather nerd. My name is Pierre. I'm a beard owner, shirt designer, and government hater. I'm Greg. I'm in Southeast Georgia. Former U.S. Army infantryman, uh, avid prepper, and whiskey enthusiast. Hey, what's going on? I'm Josh, National Guardsman, Army Marine, uh, hunter, fisher, prepper with background in power generation, aviation, and homeland security risk management. All right. If you want to help uh, support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, we've got some swag. We've got the uh, Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the Tactical Velcro patch available at PrepperPodcast.ca. Uh, all the proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good or bad or just if there's a topic you want us to cover, uh, please email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right, so we've got some uh, warming content for you in this episode. Yeah, I couldn't come up with anything better. It's pretty <laughs> pretty weak, but hey. Yeah, pretty uh, cheesy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start off with some uh, recent news articles, then we'll update you on our personal preparedness. Then we're getting, going to get into the main topic, keeping warm in grid down, because uh, Old Man Winter is around the corner. Let's uh, get into some news, shall we? So I've uh, got a couple... Uh, Quick articles here, not surprising they're weather-related. Um, no. Uh, protests are starting to break out um, as most of Cuba is still without power. Uh, that's not shocking. I mean, their their infrastructure and all of that is, is pretty bad. But, um, yeah, in the country of, uh, of their size right now, uh, most of the country of about 11 million people still don't have electricity. It's been, what, five days, four days, five days since uh, Ian took a swipe at the island there. And it was only part of the island that uh, got hit the western end. But um, the rest of it, you know, they, they keep saying, oh, well, we've restored 60% of Havana and 88% of another province that's totally on the other side of the island that really didn't even get any any damage from the storm so this kind of shows how bad things are down there so they're just um, resorting the power at the resorts so people travel there and can hopefully boost the economy <laughs> yeah hopefully and then it, then another uh, interesting story it's from cnn i know just just slow down hold off um a solar powered off-grid community on the outskirts of Fort Myers, survived Hurricane Ian with minimal damage. They still have power and uh, are functioning. It's a fairly interesting uh, bit of a read. So uh, have a look at it. I just uh, thought that, you know, shows if you're prepared and you're ready to go, good things can can happen. Nice. But, uh, I didn't put much in there. Uh, a post about how the uh, Pope warns of nuclear war risk, but uh, all it is is him uh, asking for a ceasefire, employing Putin to stop the spiral of violence and death in Ukraine, and denouncing the absurd risk of the uncontrollable consequences of nuclear attacks as tensions sharply escalate over the war. So, with that being said. The risk is always there, um, but maybe not as pronounced as people think. Well, I got. I don't know. He's been he's been saber rattling a lot the last several days. I mean, they did that basically the farce of the um, those four I don't counties whatever whatever they were that they took over, and uh, it was kind of a sham vote, anyways. But 
he's more or less said it's now part of Russia, and if you touch it, we'll uh, we'll bomb you. So yeah, but you take everything from with a grain of salt, especially with people who are just trying to intimidate and bully. And oh, yeah, it's one absolutely. of those things. It's like it. <laughs> So I don't know if anybody here has a nuclear background or a ballistics background, but if it go in order to do something like that, it's going to have a lot of hang time in the air. So I can or cannot speak to what assets are over there. I mean, I'm knocking on wood right now, but uh, <laughs> let's just say it wouldn't happen. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. Uh, with that, should we move into what we've done lately for preps? Sure. So uh, I was finally able to get my hands on, while well, I don't have my hands on it yet, um, an all-American pressure canner. I've been trying to find one for a while. Nope. Uh, they're hard to come by, and there's if you can find one, people are trying to rob you for your firstborn to get one. Uh, thanks to Pierre, who's on our our a podcast here tonight who I uh, bought it in his area he's gone picked it up for me and he's coming down our way uh, in a week or so and I'll meet up with him and uh, and pick it up so uh, I'm kind of excited to get uh, get going on that a little bit so thanks for that Pierre no worries awesome. it may or may not come with uh, previously canned stuff trialed on it <laughs> <laughs> I was like hey, can, you guys, can we try it <laughs> if you guys want to try it out, give it a shot. I got no problems with that. Uh, so I'm, I'm, if Mel's listening tonight, I'm sure I'll have to buy some more cans tomorrow. To try it out. It's awesome. It's about time you found one. That has been quite the hunt. Uh, for myself, uh, we redid the uh, NVIS uh, ham radio test. So in August, we had initially done a test. Uh, we put the information out on the Discord. So um, if you're on there, you had all the info and the frequencies we were testing on. It didn't go overly well in August. We rejigged a few things, tried it out um, the other day, and uh, we were successful on uh, on 40 meters. So was able to make uh, contact with an operator in Alliston and another one in Renfrew from uh, here in Aurelia. And uh, it went really, really well. And we actually switched over from our NVIS antennas, which are antennas that are basically really low to the ground. So mine was about three feet sloping up to seven feet. Um, switched over to the, the full, uh, full height antenna at one point. We weren't able to hear each other at all, but back down to the low height antennas and crystal clear audio on uh, on all ends so it was kind of neat to see how that worked and uh, we're going to continue on with uh, with testing that and hopefully try to get a few more operators in so that uh, we can see exactly the distance that we can get with this setup and uh, the whole idea is just for close field communications where it's not line of sight so uhf vhf isn't going to work but you still want to be able to talk to your buddy that's you know a couple of, of towns over um, you can do that uh, using this kind of setup. It's uh, it, from what I've read, it's good for about 500-ish kilometers. Um, so far, we're proving that right. So it's uh, it was good and it went well um, as well. Set up um, a new reseller account with EMP Shield. So if anybody is interested in uh, EMP Shield products, let me know because I'm able to get those now. And uh, had a quick meetup with uh, Brad, who's a panelist here. So uh, met up for coffee, swapped off some uh, some stuff that he was looking to pick up, and just. Uh, talked about preparedness and um you know made fun of pierre a little bit because why not uh, it's the beard everybody's yeah. jealous <laughs> not gonna lie yes yeah. <laughs> so uh it looks like i skipped the line here instead of being after pierre i put myself after eric but uh what i did was clean the garage and in my opinion it, it might not sound like a prep but it's it is when you need to find tools in the dark or something quickly in the dark or something like that because the organization helps you be more efficient and proficient, um, especially when power's out or, like I said, you're in the dark or you really need to get something up and running like right now because it's life or death. But that's what I did. You know, I totally agree that organizing definitely counts as a prep because, like you Absolutely, said, yeah. if you don't know where your stuff is in a in a shit hit the fan type of situation, it ain't going to help you if you don't know where it is. So, I'd so, count that so, as a prep for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Since you, since you clean the garage, how many ten mil sockets do you have now? 
<laughs> the same amount. I don't lose my tools because I was a flat rate technician for automobiles. So oh I, yeah, uh, you don't lose stuff being flat rate. That's for damn. Nope, because then you got to buy it again, and a snap on ten mil is like twenty bucks, even quarter inch drive. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. Know. They didn't take your like social security number, or nothing like that. You, your firstborn child, the Matco guy got cash. me. That's what. Not, that's not why I ain't got no kids. The, they took it on the Matco truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're willing to just pay, they don't ask for any questions. Yeah. If you want to put it on credit, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I, I walked on the Matco truck. You know, looking for a, a ratchet. I walked off with. Ten thousand dollars in debt, like that's <laughs> it. That'll happen. All I got was a toolbox and a and a ten mil. Oh well, <laughs> I'll say I walked off with a scanner and it cost me about seventy two hundred dollars. Yeah, luckily enough for me, when I was working in a shop, uh, the scanner was was there. So yeah, so I, I lucked out on that one. I worked at a dealership during this time, so. So I. I got lucky. It's, it's faster when you have your own. You ain't gonna worry about sharing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not long. spending seven thousand dollars on somebody else's convenience, though. <laughs> not me neither. <laughs> there you uh, go. All right. What I've done here lately is uh, I've been working on training for a tactical shooting competition um, called the Tactical Games. It's more running gun. And it's basically a uh, stress shoot on steroids. Um, been working on my knife making skills and did a little bit of vehicle maintenance. Nice, nice. Um, so after last week's episode, uh, we ended up reorganizing the kitchen pantry, the giant shelf of spices we have at our place. Um, started doing a few things to close up the camper for the winter and we did the water swap out. So we have a King Berkey and about, uh, I'd say 15, five gallon jugs, um, for our water machine as well as the manual pumps we have. So we kind of took a few out from the basement over the last week or so and kind of used up all the stuff we've stocked up in the last, you know, last five, six months, use them all up and then starting to refilter water to put back downstairs and keep, you know, eight, nine jugs, you know, away for a cold rainy day and swapping out all the other ones. So, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, with that, how about we move into the main topic? So this evening we are talking about uh, keeping warm in a grid down type of situation. So it kind of comes to mind with uh, with old man winter coming around the corner here. Um, not shockingly, it's going to start getting a little chilly. But uh, this could also apply to really any season. You know, in the in the evening, it uh, it could drop down to some some cooler weather. Uh, doesn't really matter what time of the year it is, but um, specifically around this time of the year, if uh, if you get into a grid down type of situation, um, you know, no power, no heat, at least not from electricity, furnaces, all that kind of stuff that we are the modern conveniences we're used to having. Uh, we wanted to do an episode and touch on uh, just keeping warm in that kind of event in case you happen to come across it. So uh, I'll open it up to the panel for comment, and then uh, we can go from there. I'm sure we'll get some tangents along the way. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll start off. So obviously in a, a grid-down situation, options are somewhat limited. Um, obviously your best option is a wood stove. Uh, no electricity is required for any part of it. Um, they are always not an option for everybody. Obviously, you live uh, you live in a condo or or some kind of a building where that's that's not an option. Um, if you have uh, access to electricity, a generator, you've got a solar system with batteries set up. Uh, you could use something that requires electricity. Uh, just be sure that you're not consuming more power than you're able to recover, or uh, it'll run out pretty quick on you if you're not paying attention. Uh, pellet stove would be probably the best option in that case. Um, they don't draw that much power. They put out some good heat. Um, you fill up the hopper and it'll last you for probably a good day or more. So um, you're not running around. Um, other options for smaller rooms is a what they call a buddy heater. 
So mm -hmm. they're a propane powered uh, small heater. Uh, they say they are safe for indoor use. They have a tip over shutoff valve as well as a low oxygen shutoff. I will caveat that with uh, the obvious note. And if I didn't, I'm sure Alan would uh, <laughs> want to take a round out of me, uh, which is to always have a working CO detector in the room that you intend to use it in. Well, there you go. 15 minutes and 25 seconds for those keeping track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I did attach a uh, link to a YouTube video that'll be in the show notes. Um, and the guy explains it pretty well and uh, has it down there. So um, I, I've thought about them, but um, I mean, obviously I've got the wood stove, so I'm not, I'm not in any concern about it. Um, for those that don't know, I have had my wood stove for many years. My house is electric only. I don't have gas. I've thought about propane. It's still on the list, but right now uh, I'm electric only. So, and I can say reasonably that I haven't turned on my electric baseboard in probably four years. So, um, nice. Make sure you service the thing before you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For so, those not familiar with, uh, uh, pellet or pellet stoves. Can you touch on that uh, quickly, Jeff? Just kind of what they yeah. are, what they're used for. Yeah. Well, basically, it. Uh, so you can you you can you buy the pellets at um, any of the pretty well anywhere. You know, Home Hard or sorry, Home Depot, Canadian Tire, those kind of places. Um, yeah, you fill a hopper on the top of your stove, and it has an electric auger that the um, the pellets go down into, and they're fed into just a uh, a small, um, I don't, can't think of the word. Right Chamber? Now, but that, yeah, and that's where your fire is. You do have to, you know, get it lit. Um, and then it'll just slowly auger the extra stuff in there. It'll keep it lit. And um, it's just like a, like a wood stove to a point. But you, you do have to use uh, proper pellets. I wouldn't suggest making your own you got to keep them dry but the other option is you don't have the dust of a wood stove um no bugs no potential of that getting into your house but um they're they're nice they're handy they just burn electricity yeah, yeah. Hmm. how often do you clean your stack pardon how often do you clean your stack your uh chimney my chimney usually three times a year um i do it I do it uh, summer or, or spring when the season's over. I do it again in the fall just to make sure that nothing's uh, built a nest in there or done anything in there. Um, sometimes I don't do it in the fall because it's already been done in the spring. I'll just, I'll just have a look at it, make sure it's clean and everything. And then I'll usually do it every 30 to 45 days. I'll, I'll get up there and give it a quick clean out. Oh, that's good. Prevents the whole uh, possibility of a catching fire on your eight because that's kind of counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. You want fire, not that kind of fire. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You don't want depends your whole place how to fast you want the place to heat up. <laughs> uh, this is true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it depends enough. if you want somewhere to keep warm afterwards, though. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's true. Um, so obviously, you also have the options of sectioning off areas of the house that you aren't using or are underused, if I want to put it that way, and just heat the needed areas. Um, close doors, put towels under the door to keep the, uh, the cold air out. Just try to make sure you're not closing off areas where your water supply may freeze. That may cause more problems than good for you, but depending on how long the power is out and whatever the situation is, it may be inevitable that that happens. Um, and an That's option for... It's a good point to kind of plan around now while times are good, what room you're going to use, how you're going to heat things. Um, and yeah, it's a great point on even just storing your water in a location that you are able to keep even just above freezing, right? It's, yep. a, it's a good point that a lot of people don't necessarily think of. Uh, like uh, Pierre was saying earlier, he stores his water in the basement. Everybody gets used to wherever you've stored your water and all of a sudden you're, uh, you're hunkering down in the room, keeping it warm and you realize, uh-oh, <laughs> the basement's frozen. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. So it's a, that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. And um, another option, um, if you kind of don't have anything else, 
um, is a uh, terracotta or basically a, a clay planting pot type heater. Uh, basically, you turn it upside down, raise it up a few inches off the ground with non-combustible products um, and put a bunch of tea candles uh, underneath it, light it, and the tea candles will heat up the pot and the pot will radiate uh, heat. It's not the best thing, but if it's going to save your life, it's well worth it. Um, and just to piggyback on the, the topic there that Eric mentioned, uh, I said choose a room or area that you feel is best for retaining uh, or being able to keep warm. While heat rises, is the basement a good place to be? The ground will moderate the temperature while the upstairs that expose, is exposed to the elements possibly a, a strong windstorm if you've got that or whatever, could be more difficult to heat and, and stay warm. That's another good point. Yeah. Yeah, I never even considered that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the ground's kind of semi-controlled at least. It's going to kind of work its way out itself. And yeah, you're not battling the elements or anything crazy like wind-wise or weather-wise blowing at the, the upper levels of your home. That's a good point. Well, and all the Yeah, a lot of G, a lot of no, go ahead, Pierre. Oh, okay. Well, I was just saying, if you've got a certain section of the house that gets very good radiant heat sunlight, you know, mm -hmm. it could be an option, right? Like, why use up more of your supplies or more tea candles or whatever, right? If you've got an area of the house that gets very good sunlight, right? Even yep. during a crazy strong wind or whatever, but if mm -hmm. the sun's out, you've got good heat there might be good to kind of make a sealed up area there where you can use a lot of nature to use a little bit of warming, keep you warm or your supplies warm at least. That's a really good point. We've got one room here that um, with the sun up, it, uh, it gets ridiculously hot in that room. And then we found, um, we put a blackout curtain on the window as well. Um, so that's the, uh, the room that the little one naps in. And we found that with that, blackout curtain and it's just completely black as well it obviously absorbs the heat of the sun as well and the heat radiates into the room so much more with that on the window it's uh, it's crazy how warm it makes the room so there's a, another idea for anybody looking for for ways to, to warm up a room works uh, works incredibly well it's a uh, counter counterproductive to what we're trying to accomplish in the room but uh you know if it was a, a grid down situation it would be it would work very very well yeah, no, that's a that's a great idea, Pierre. I actually never even thought of that. that yeah, somewhere yeah. where you've got you've got you know the thermal thermal mass and the the temperature or the the sunlight uh, blowing through. Yeah, you're right. It can warm up uh, a room incredibly quickly. Yep. All right. Uh, Eric, are you next? Where am I? Yeah, you can throw some stuff out there, Josh. All right, let's go for it. So. Um, Personally, I have a backup generator, but you know, you can only if the power's out here. The power's probably out at the gas station too, so you gotta have fuel on hand and rotate that out constantly. So it's one of those pain in the butt things. But I also have propane in my house. Um, I have a propane fireplace, but it needs electric to run. So it's like, what do you do? But I I went back to the basics on this one, um, a smaller scale. So, the most simplest form of heat retention that I could think of is a space blanket. Of course, everybody should have one of those in their EDC kit and all that stuff, just in case. Um, but also, using layers of clothes, don't, don't forget you don't want to sweat because then you'll induce hypothermia. Um, hypothermia is also a big killer, and even though it's cold, hint, 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 stomping them, stomping on the ground, don't forget to hydrate even if it's cold because you can still dehydrate. Um, and where do I leave off? Um, another trick is for your fingertips and toes, if you stick them in the crevices of your body or somebody else's body, because obviously you can't stick your toes in your own crevices, but um, your armpits. You should do more stretching. <laughs> Yoga. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to suggest asking permission before you stick anything in anybody else's crevices. <laughs> I say this is not cavities. Um, <laughs> So if you stick your fingertips in your armpits or the back of your knees um, and, and sit down, 
Uh, remember to keep moving though for circulation, but it, it'll keep your tip, the tips of your fingers from going numb and getting uh, frostbitten. And the same thing with your toes, um, that works as well. So you got your armpits, back to your knees, and your groin. Your groin uh, emits a lot of heat as well because, well, it's going to keep everything warm. And your your bladder is down there, which uses a lot of heat because your bladder, your urine has to stay warm. Otherwise, it'll cause infections and all that stuff. Uh, and the last one that I had was uh, just getting a buff and spoon with somebody because when you're undressed and it's body-to-body -body heat, you generate twice as much and you can feed off each other. Um, but you will produce a lot of condensation and condensation is not good because it can induce uh, uh, respiratory problems because uh, you're going to constantly breathe it in and then hypothermia on top of that. So remember to cover with a wool blanket or lay on a wool blanket to let that wick away from you. Um, but just simple things, keeping it basic. That's good. Uh, Chris in the live chat has a, uh, a good question here. Uh, just asking why use a clay pot with candles? Uh, flame generates heat. Uh, clay does not add any. Uh, is it to stop the heat from escaping up? Um, so the idea there is the heat builds up in the clay pot and then radiates off the clay pot into the room. So it's just a, a way of getting the heat to radiate out into the room uh, instead of, uh, like you kind of mentioned in your question here, instead of it just going up and they're just small little candles, so the heat going up into the, the ceiling, it's not going to really dissipate into the room very well, but using the clay pot to warm it up and then radiates it out um, in like a 360 degree fashion into the room and then warms the room up quite nicely. And clay will retention heat a little bit. So that candle that would last three hours, the clay pot heating under that three hours will give you four and a half, five hours of heat. It may not add a lot, but I mean, an extra hour of heat can make a giant difference depending on the scenario. Have you all ever heard of some primitive ways of people doing it and they actually used a um say a branch that you had in the fire and, it, and it, it's still embering but there's no open flame um it doesn't last as long but it emits a lot of heat but you have to be able to control the base that it's on and stuff i've seen it i've never really researched it because of safety wise but i mean it seems like it's feasible yeah, I could I could see it being feasible. Like uh, like you said, as long as you keep control of it, because if that uh, if that ember goes the wrong spot, obviously you're uh, you're heating things up a little bit more than you want to. But um, yeah, so I can make see sure you have up make sure you have up to date insurance if you want to test this theory out. <laughs> yeah, let them know. Let them know you're going to be testing said theory. Yeah, like, you guys have insurance? <laughs> don't don't tell them anything. Just say like I don't know what happened. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that works as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, Freya's got a, got a comment in the live chat here. Um, kind of goes back to your your primitive ways of doing things. Is a uh, heat rocks in the fire, and then take the hot rocks to uh, to bed with you uh, under the blankets. Uh, the heat lasts a long time. So that's For a good sure. point. Maybe a little bit safer as well than than taking the uh, the amber with you. Yeah, um, just got some warm rocks out of the fire. You know, you don't want them to be too too hot where you're scolding yourself, but. Kind of the same uh, same principle, I would think, as the clay pot, um, except it's yeah. uh, it's the rocks and that, I've, I, I've that heard method. of that being done before. Yeah, I've seen that method used for boiling water. If you don't have anything that is flame resistant to put over a fire, you take a hot rock, you put it in the water, a clean hot rock, of course, and it'll boil for the time amount of need as long as it's hot enough, and then you have drinkable water. Well, that's neat. I never, yeah, I haven't yeah. heard of that. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I've never tried that. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good one. But the um, a lot of the uh, a lot of the First Nations people when they do their um, their sweat lodges and, and that kind of stuff, that's what they do. They heat the rocks and then they they take them inside the the tent in a safe spot and pour the pour the water over them, and it it actually acts just like a sauna. Wait, we've got uh, we got a couple of suggestions in the live chat from uh, Scott and Jessica, who are pretty much on the same wavelength here. <laughs> uh, they mentioned uh, hot water bottle in your bed. So, uh, yeah, that works. Uh, Jessica kind of adds with uh, the hot water bottle uh, at your feet. 
yeah, I think that's a that's a good one as well. It's a good way to kind of keep things warm. So if you can if you can get water uh, heated up, then uh, why not? And also yeah. make very sure you put the lid on the bottle before you decide to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's a water bed. Stick your finger in it. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> and if and and just piggyback on what um, what Pierre said quite a while ago, I was just thinking, um, like uh, I was thinking things like a hot water bottle or even just a a, a bottle of water. Uh, set it on the um, on the shelf or on the the edge of a window that's exposed to the bright sunlight. It'll get. Yep. It'll it'll heat up pretty quick, and then you've you've got a you've got a water bottle, basically a hot water bottle. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also at that point, take your uh, close to your heat source or whatever. If you've got, uh, I don't know about mylar bags, but any uh, rice or beans that you might have wouldn't be much different than all those um, heat packs you can buy to warm up. You know when you're not feeling well a hot pack on your head or yeah. on your stomach depending when you have whatever use whatever resources you have to maybe even heat those up for even when you go to bed right if you don't have a decent water bottle but you can yep. throw some rice bags by your feet that are kind of warm i mean they might not stay as warm as yeah it wouldn't be pack. nothing to do that just take a pillowcase off your pillow or something fill it up with rice yep. and you know throw yep. it over your wood stove yep so. With, uh, Jeff in the, the live chat here uh, just mentions a safety tip. If you're going to take those rocks that we were talking about and heat them up, uh, don't take rocks that have been in the water. Uh, they'll explode apparently. So, <laughs> you know, I, uh, it's probably a good idea to not do that. You don't want them blowing up. So uh, I will yeah, let you know in a week job. or two. I want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like experiment time for next I show. Think, <laughs> I think it does sound like a good experiment to see what they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But good, challenge good to accepted. Yeah. No, but Maybe that's to, the podcast challenge for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest rock explosion. Yep. <laughs> hey, Greg, you had a couple things to throw in? Yep. Yeah, uh, to bounce off what Jeff said on the wood burning stove being the go to, uh, for me, 100% agree with that. Um, second one I'll go for would be like a, a kerosene heater. Um, it's got a, a, usually they have like a little cage around them and everything. You can cook on top of them and whatnot. Uh, obviously, you know, be smart about it. Know what you're doing. Make sure it's clean, of course. Um, if you're having to break it out, obviously it's probably been in storage. Um, another thing is, you know, we've talked about layering. And I think... We need to remember that the way you layer is just as important as the layering itself. Um, you don't want articles of clothing that are going to be like super tight. Um, the baggier, the better, because what that does is that actually creates like an air pocket between the article of clothing and your body. So your body is going to heat up that air pocket or air bubble and help keep you warm. Um, trapping that, that warm air, you know, inside. Um, also, bouncing off of uh, Jeff again here, is the uh, terracotta pots thing. Um, you can get, like, the medium-sized uh, planter pots. If you've got a wife like I have, um, you're probably going to have a hallway closet filled with candles from Bath & Body Works. Um, so... You can do the same thing, uh, raise it up. It's just a larger pot, larger candle. You know, it's just use what you have, obviously. Um, don't go out to Bath and Body Works and spend, you know, $20 on candles. That's one thing. It's going to smell good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I hope she's watching this show so you can get some brown. She's candles. in the comments right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she actually mentions uh, if you're going to use a kerosene <laughs> heater in the house, make sure your carbon monoxide detector is working. So uh, I'm sure Alan is doing the happy dance right now, listening to the number of times we have mentioned carbon monoxide in this episode. 
Yeah, Alan and Ian are both gone. Where are they? They are, yeah. If, if you haven't noticed, it's uh, 34 minutes in. Uh, I think it's long enough now that they think that we are not going to chirp them. They are not here. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it up to, uh, to everybody to try to figure out where they actually are because they decided to ditch us this evening. Where's Carmen San Diego? Yep. <laughs> are we talking about two different people or the same person? Well, you know, that's uh, that's up to you. Whatever you, well, that, whatever that, you that is the million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, wow. I've never personally seen them in the same spot at the same time. I'm mean, not I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. That's like professional level there. It is. <laughs> it is very professional level, and the the one meeting that we were all supposed to have, where they were all going to be. In the same uh, the same room together got canceled last minute, so that's shady yeah, too. But yeah, by, one by which one? By which yeah, one? Yeah. One yes. of the two, right? Yeah, yeah, one of the two canceled <laughs> it. Yep, that's right. Yep. One of the Claim two or work. both? I don't know. Claim we had to work. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the story. We're on to you, gentlemen. We know you're one. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, back uh, back on the topic here. Pierre, you had a couple of points. Yeah, so uh, I think it was last year we bought a Princess Auto camp wood stove. So it's one of the ones that are designed to go into those uh, tarp uh, tarp tents or camping tents or whatever. So we actually haven't cracked the box open, but uh, I'm thinking that it would be a good thing to maybe crack it out and see about looking at options of... Um, oh, we've got a bunch of windows in the house so figuring out that one nice area that gets good constant you know solar heat and sealing up one of the windows you know obviously safely with all the proper stuff that you know 10 15 20 minutes we can you know put this piece of wood and this cutout area or whatever is needed to be able to you know make sure that the house doesn't burn down in that scenario have wood already probably set in the garage since we're going to be burning inside the house, have a good CO2 issue uh, or a CO2 detector. Um, also looking at, you know, wherever that area is, you know, tarp off the area. So I have a few good tarps, blankets, something that, you know, if it's going to be your living room and the living room is half of your house, you know, you might not need that whole half of the area. So tarping off an area that you can try and contain the heat in a specific area. You know, obviously set that door where you cross certain parts of it where you can get out if needed. But, uh, you know, as you're doing all this, bring most of the supplies that you're probably going to need. If you're, especially if you're setting up a specific area you want to stay in, bring most of your supplies that you'll need for a day or two. Um, Avoid, you know, going in and out, losing some of that heat that you can keep in there. And, uh, yeah. Like, we've always got a bin or two that, you know, are marked for, you know, if you can only grab one thing and walk out, this is the bin you grab, but if you've got other stuff, right? So, lots of hole, lots of, lots of your warm clothes stuff, you know, preset bins that, okay, get everything in there, put the stove in, bring all the wood you got laying around, you know, make sure it's nice and sealed and enjoy the ride. That's all I'm thinking. Have you all used those uh those hot hands? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they last a while, but they also have ones that are made for your boots. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. <laughs> Wet, rainy. Yep. There you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Actually, Wet, those are probably going to come on boots. sale real soon at Costco. <laughs> they go on Costco. Well, every, I, I buy a box every, every year. year. Every yeah. year. Yep. Every year. Yeah. They're nice to have. Yep. Oh, they're handy. Mm-hmm. They're great to have. Yep. I've always got them in my. Yeah, I always have them in my bag in my truck, my hunting bags. Always in the car, they're just fantastic to have. I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're missing the most important one though. All right, go for it. To keep your face warm, what do you got to do? Grow. You don't want my opinion on that. Grow a wonderful beard. (laughs) Magical, magical beard. Yep. Yep. I don't. I don't have a beard. You're this enjoying is a you don't You're enjoying I don't. I don't <laughs> Keep I don't I'm not sure. I'm not sure Eric could count his as a beard either, but oh, <laughs> easy there, easy there. Wow. <laughs> I mean we got a guy from Georgia on the show who is talking about keeping warm. 
I mean, yeah, but you, I don't think you were here. I'm originally from Vermont. Last Fourth of July, I ran past the Canadian border. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so is it closer? Is is it colder in Georgia compared to Vermont normally? No, no, not at all. That, that's uh, what I think I <laughs> not at all. Uh, I'm just kind of stuck here right now. Um, I was originally I'm from Vermont, grew up in Tennessee, and then ended up stationed in Vermont or in uh, Georgia. I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah left base. <laughs> oh yes, uh, I, also. We've got a, a good point here, or a question actually, that uh, is kind of getting my mind working here from uh, Scott in the live chat, who I will call out for not being on the episode this evening, <laughs> but still decides to hang out with the live chat. Yes, we know that it's you, Scott. Uh, <laughs> says he's been uh, musing about running hot water into his AC, so his air conditioning lines, and having a heat source inside my furnace. Uh, just need the power for the fan and move the heat from the AC uh, heat exchanger. I guess that could, in theory, that could work. So that, that's actually how my, tech. Well, my, well, my furnace actually works on that. So I've got ah. a hot water tank and the hot water will run constantly and it runs through my furnace to keep hot water, which I didn't know existed until we moved to where we are now. It sounds um, almost like uh, homemade geothermal heating. Yeah. yeah. Right, so like my hot water tank and my furnace are right next to each other, and like yeah, it comes out of the hot water tank. So I use a, more propane in the winter than in the summer because I don't need heat in the summer. But I mean, I don't even know if you'd need to use. I mean, I guess AC lines, but I mean you'd have to have it running through your. Uh, maybe not through everything, but I mean, there's probably a way to do it. I'm curious how that would work, but there's a way to do yeah, it. I I mean, I, my heat runs that way. I don't know how it would work for uh, for your AC lines, though. I mean, you'd have to obviously bleed the lines out, and yeah. either, you know, you you tried to find another another type of. I, I mean, at at worst case scenario, a, a car radiator just run the hot water through it and a fan underneath it, and um, yeah. I know my 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 neighbor has one of those outdoor um oh, wood furnaces they call them and that's basically how it works is it, it the furnace the heat source is outside it heats the water and then it the the pump pumps it through the the um i guess the heat exchanger whatever you want to call it and the fan blows it up and it it heats his place the problem is that uh that thing runs on uh 220 Power, right? and it sucks mm. a fair bit of electricity to uh yeah. i mean if I, i'm quite sure you could gerrymander a way to maybe have a 12 volt pump or some or a, a small solar pump that's not as pressurized that you could use but um i mean it's yeah, it's, like it's I, a good idea the the thought process is there i think he's yeah. on the right road i'm just not sure your your ac line is the way to do it but no i think you'd have to run a separate line on top of your ac line to make it work right because like you said yeah. you have to leave the gas out you have to have a whole other separate system for it um, yeah, but you could have something similar to that, but I don't think through your actual AC lines, if you've got central air in your house, would be the way to go because then you'd be calling a technician every spring and every fall, yep. right? To do that whole swap out of whatever sorts. But yeah, it's kind of a a way to kind of get you thinking outside the box, though. It could certainly be a way that you can set things up if you're uh, if you really want to set your entire house up for. Uh, for a grid down type of situation, you have a way I mean, to power that fan. Yeah. If work. you've got, if you're an HVAC tech, I mean, this is probably simple yep. math to you. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, any HVAC techs out there that want to help Scott out, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. <laughs> uh, Chris in the live chat is mentioning a, a product that uh, sounds kind of interesting. This is uh, got a product called uh, Body Comfort a few years ago. Uh, they're reusable pocket heaters uh, for hands and feet. A uh, bag with a liquid and a piece of metal inside. Once you snap the metal, uh, it heats the bag. Then he goes on to continue to say, it lasts up to 30 minutes. Then at home, you have to boil the bag for 20 minutes, and it's ready again. That's kind of neat. Yeah, that's not a bad one. So um, 
Mel got me, I want to say a year or so ago. I haven't tried it out yet, but it's a similar to a pocket warmer or whatever, but it runs off um, Zippo fluid. Oh. You fill it up. It's, yeah, it's a hand warmer. It looks like a giant Zippo. You fill it up, light it up, and it keeps a very small flame. You can throw it in your pocket, and it doesn't burn you. It doesn't catch you on fire or whatever, but it's pretty much a reusable hand warmer. We haven't I saw needed that. to use it. Huh. Yeah, like we haven't needed to use it, and I'm like, like now I'm thinking more that I'm like I should try that. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, it's I don't know about the size of a pack of smokes. If I was to say in relation to everything, but like yeah, it's nice silver. Fill it up with Zippo fuel, which is easy to keep stock of. You know, in the yep. back corner in your garage, and yeah, I mean that could be hours of heat for you know pennies on the dollar compared to a lot of things. So hmm. I will obviously get back to you because I'm going to try that out real soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out. That's uh, that's yeah. a neat little setup. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and it's most like we bought it mostly for hunting, right? Like my fingers get right. very cold very easily. Yep. Some, like just something in your pocket that'll keep warm that you can keep putting your hand in without having to make, you know, a bunch of noise, you know, opening up packs, shaking yep. packs to keep them warm compared to the um, the pocket heaters or the hand warmers yep. or whatever. You know, it's something you light it before you go and you're good for a few hours. You tuck your yep, hand I'd have to get over the, the whole throwing a flame in my pocket. That's a little different. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. Can I pull a so flame like, out and throw it after? Is that Does it work like that like, or not? I, I don't know. I'll... I'll <laughs> I'll find it and I'll show you. Like, right, yeah, it's yeah. it's literally designed to like just throw in your pocket. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm kind of <laughs> hesitant too because I'm like a lot of hunting stuff is kind of like that polyester stuff where it would, like, yep. melt and set on fire <laughs> real fast. <laughs> yep. So I'm like, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's uh, that's another option as well, right? Depending if you properly stock up on, I mean, how much simple fuel now days? I don't even know. Probably okay. still cheaper than way cheaper than gas. But, I assume uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and she also mentions be smart and go buy heated jackets. Yep. Yeah, it's just so, powered, like, yeah, powered by a battery, right? Yeah. So we have uh, the Milwaukee twelve volts, um, yep. but there's lots of options out there. Depending, like, we have mostly Milwaukee tools for powerless or cordless, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, Brad last year bought a heated sweater off of Amazon that just put like a power uh, battery power pack. Yep. So if I mean, we've got what, I don't know, eight, nine power banks in the house that are pretty much always charged. So you can throw one of those power banks and I mean, we'd be good for, you know, four or five of them or 20, 30,000 milliamps. If you no, is that 10, like, a- it's like is that like a Mr. Rogers sweater with a battery pack in it, or is it like? <laughs> no, just a, you know, it's a regular zip up in the middle, and like it's got this pocket in the back that you just plug a USB in, and as long as it's a battery pack, I, I want to. Be, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like sixty, seventy bucks to buy on Amazon, which is not bad, considering like not the bad. Milwaukee ones are hundred and forty, and they don't come with the battery. I'm like, I already yep. got like eight battery packs at home, so I'm like kind of goes as a no-brainer but it's not yeah, that Milwaukee, you're, just, you're just paying for the name at that point yep yeah so so question then how long do those uh how long would one of those battery packs last uh five six would you get six seven hours out of it on low depending setting on maybe the, yeah depending on the setting yeah for sure like uh oh, i'd nice. have to yeah like they're actually pretty decent and brad like i mean next time brad's on or reach out with them or whatever he could go into more details but i mean he wore it last year and in winter he was on you know forklift and in the cold for a few hours and he's like pop that thing on medium and he was toasty warm like yeah i i mean depending on the power uh battery pack you have whatever it is a ten thousand twenty thousand and up um and how good it is the settings i mean on low i think it'll last like pretty much like 14 15 hours yeah you can even uh schedule it to like just put enough on put enough heat on to warm your core yeah. for a minute and then turn it off and it'll last yeah. longer yeah it's got three settings like low medium high right so i mean if you're outside in like minus 50 weather 
and you're only out there for like two hours, put it on high and like drain the battery. But yeah, they're they're not a bad option. But looking into it, yeah, I mean, yes, you need. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of the heated gloves. Uh, a couple of people on our snowmobile club have the have a, a heated glove, and it just kind of the same thing. You you slide a, a battery in it, the the cuff, and it's got a button yeah. on it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those aren't cheap, but yeah, you can buy you know, knockoff compared to whether it be Milwaukee, Dewalt. I think rigid, like it pretty sure almost all companies that make power tools have a jacket or a sweater of some sort. Um, but yeah, I think on Amazon you can buy just, I, w I don't want to say a knockoff, but just one that you can put a battery bank in, which almost yeah. all of us have them. That's a really oh, yeah, good another option. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly heated something interesting socks. to look at. Yeah. Yes. Heated socks. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. So, yep. I think we got ours for like next to nothing because we waited for them to go on sale at Cabela's and they take three, either double A AA or triple A's. I don't remember. They sit up high or whatever. I'm like, so if you know, you prepped properly, prepped properly, sorry, you've got lots of batteries that I'm like keeping your feet warm and your hands warm. I was like, it's 90% of the battle, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, if it was at Cabela's, uh, I think those usually run uh, double A's. Um, yeah, I think so. Everything, yeah, that's, I used to work there when uh, I lived back in Tennessee for a little bit. And yeah. uh, if I remember correctly, those were double A's. <laughs> I, think I had a pair. Are. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Josh. I had a pair my dad got me when I was like 14 or 15. Uh, for hunting, and they took the big C batteries. So you had two C batteries <laughs> hanging off your leg. <laughs> That's why I snickered when you brought that oh, up. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I remember those things. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they're double A's, because I think we bought them a few years ago for the mother-in-law and her boyfriend, because they were hunters, and they were like, oh, my feet get warm. I'm like, oh, he's, like, they were on sale, I think it was like 10 bucks a pair. Right? Like, they might not be that price at peak season, but like, know in the spring into summer they try and sell off all their winter stuff if you can hold off till then like fantastic price they're yeah they i feel like i almost had to wear i feel like um, i almost had to wear shirt stays to keep the socks up yeah <laughs> yeah, so yeah so no. probably josh something something like this um this is exactly it it's got the it's got the pouch yep. on the side yep it's fairly yep. big it takes i believe you're right a c battery or something yep. my uh my mom bought bought these for me when I moved up north and started to want a snowmobile. She's like, you're going to need something for keep your feet warm, but you're right. The big honking battery on the side. Yeah. That's, it's quite uncomfortable, but it would work. Oh, really good points. I, uh, yeah, I didn't even consider about the battery powered, uh, clothing, but the way technology is going, why not take advantage of it in, uh, in your preps and, and have something, uh, that can keep you warm very easily with, uh, with a little battery connected to it. And, you can stock up on yeah. batteries now, so you could be good for a considerable amount of time if uh, if you know that uh, this is something that you want to start preparing for. So, yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, so the ones we have, they take three trip double A's, sorry, and they just go in this little sleeve very nicely, and you put the sock on, and there's a little auxiliary jack, I guess you could say. Got a yep. strap that's pretty stretchy. You can put it somewhere comfortable on your leg where it's not going to fall down. And you know, a pair of socks and two of these, huh. give not or take lie. ten bucks. Triple A's. I'm like, you know, fairly common. You can get anywhere. Fairly cheap, even if you buy the dollar store ones. You know, or those giant packs at you know the no name brands or whatever. But you stock up enough of them, it will keep you warm for a very long time. Yep. That's awesome. Some really good points. Yeah. So, anybody have anything else that they want to add to the discussion? Anything that we've uh, missed or not touched on yet for for keeping warm in a grid down situation? All, all right. Yeah, all I think I we've covered some of, pretty good ground. Oh, go ahead. All, yeah. No. All I can think of is you know get if you're going to block off an area, get I don't want to say everything in there, but as much in there as possible. So. You know, don't open up a door because you're going to lose a lot of heat yep. in that 
you know, quick opening and closing. So, like, yes, you're going to use the bathroom, but, you know, oh, I want to go get this. Oh, I want to go get that. Or, oh, I don't have a pencil with me. You know, try and have a bin or two or, you know, pre-plan your scenario oh, hold on. or area. Oh, hold on. Are you suggesting that we plan for our, for preparedness and we have yes. a plan together? So have, <laughs> have a bin or a two. Have what? a bin or two, throw those bins in, set up your heat source block it off you know nope. uh, just try and keep avoid getting in and out and have all your stuff there and bring all your pets in i mean i've got two horses that live in the house um well, i mean they're they're dogs but they're gigantic you know so i mean nope. same here i have a great beans. <laughs> no we've got two mastiffs oh that's awesome as a guy that yeah. has a horse i'm sitting here like and my brain was like what the hell <laughs> well, well you saw the picture of the two dogs, right? Like the uh, one birthday today. But I mean, like, if you've got animals that you don't have to worry about, you know, where they go to the bathroom or whatever, I mean, get them in. Like, your dog will be a heat source. I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah, true, yeah. I've, I've, you've I never had a dog fly next to you. Jesus, you can sweat up a storm, all depending on the night. So, I mean, get everybody in there, you know, snuggle up and stay warm. Yep. Yep. Awesome. All right, let's move into the podcast challenge then. So your challenge for this episode is find a way to heat your home or a room in a grid down situation, plan for it, and uh, have it ready to go in case you need it for, uh, for this winter or the next. All right, upcoming events. So we've got uh, the London, Ontario Preppers is putting on a, an information session. They've got a couple of uh, speakers. Um, that's happening at uh, 615 Baseline Road East in London on October the 22nd. Uh, between It starts at 9 a.m., ends at 5 p.m. Uh, there is a, uh, a cover charge to get into this event. It's uh, $15 a person or $20 for a family. Uh, if you're looking for more information on that, you can flip an email to info at ontariopreppers.ca. You can also just visit ontariopreppers.ca uh, for that event. So. If you're in the area of London, go check it out. We've got a weather blurb, Jeff. Yeah, so we've all seen the devastation that both Hurricane Fiona and Ian have caused. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to all those affected and those who've lost their lives. Um, we could debate all night about this, and and I don't I don't want it to become that. I, I just want to say, make sure that if you intend to ride out a major storm and not evacuate, that you are prepared both mentally and physically for what might happen. Uh, there's been a large uh, number of deaths from Ian, uh, or Hurricane Ian, not our Ian, although we may go around killing people, we have no idea. Uh, he's kind of that upset kind of guy. Oh, uh, that got that dark real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, um, though. He's prepared for a very long time yes, for it. He is. Yeah. Um, the death toll, uh, they're continuing to rise in areas where mandatory evacuations were in place. I get it. Leaving is a tough call. Um, but you really have to weigh uh, that against losing your life. Yep. Um, staying, you know, you, you may not get help for several days. And I, you know, you, it just irks me a bit, the mainstream media. Um, you know, they're going around finding the people that stayed in their you know, complaining that nobody was there to help them and they weren't coming out there to help them. And, you know, um, they were warned a few days prior to get out. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it, I, I see the merits on both sides, but yep. from a first responder side of it, um, if you had an opportunity to get out and you didn't, um, why should I be risking my life to come and save you? I know that's a, uh, a a controversial statement, but that's that's my that's the way I feel. So, um, and we'll just leave it at that. Like I said, it's we could debate this all night, but yeah. Um, and when it gets to the point that they're warning you to say that uh, police, fire, ambulance is backing out and they will not be coming, that's usually a clue. Usually, but yeah. but yeah, it is a very controversial topic that uh, can start all kinds of. Uh, debate and such but um, yeah solid advice 
There's yeah. a, there's that fine balance and there's that line in the sand and you just need to know when you are willing to uh, to hop over that line and, and leave and when you want to stay put, that's that's your own personal call and you make it yeah. uh, make the best call that you think is the best one for you. So uh, there are presently two tropical disturbances in the uh, Atlantic Caribbean basin area that may develop into something. It's too early uh, to know right now, but as always, uh, keep your eye on the weather and especially if you're down in the, you know, hurricane prone areas of southern United States or whatever. Uh, I've thrown a link in there to uh, Fox Weather where they just have a quick thing about it and um, Josh had mentioned it when he asked me, but I'm, I'm going to put it out there again. It's that time of year. The temperatures are changing. Eric said it as well. So it's time to make sure that your heating equipment is in good working order, whether it be your furnace, your wood stove, um, you know, wh whatever kind of a heater. Uh, you, you don't want to find out when it's minus 10 that your furnace all of a sudden has decided it doesn't want to work. So uh, just make sure all your equipment's in good working order. Yeah, and it's for safety too, right? Because the, the whole carbon monoxide thing. Oh, there's three times in this episode. Alan's <laughs> going to be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, deal of the week this week. Uh, so Canadian Tires got uh, the Motomaster uh, 3000 lumens attachable tripod LED work light on sale. So in uh, in typical fashion from Canadian Tire, regular price is $239.99. The sale price is $79.99. So, link is in the uh, the show notes there if you're looking for a new work light. Uh, sounds like a pretty good deal. Chances yeah. are the seventy nine ninety nine is the actual price. It's it's should be listed at, but that's yeah. that's pretty much how Canadian Tire works, I believe. Yeah, I believe Brad went out and got himself one. If I'm not mistaken, he had mentioned it in our chat. Is that why he's not here tonight? He's checking it out. Yeah, he's blinded. <laughs> yeah, he's blinded. Yeah, I can't get here. Can't see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, right. anybody uh, other? Yeah, but no, I was just saying, like from the sounds of it, that's not a bad option, especially yeah. since it's rechargeable. Yeah, it's a rechargeable setup. It doesn't have to be plugged in to be used. It's got USB ports on it, so you can charge your mobile devices and fill your addiction, and uh, or just yeah. your socks, or just your sock. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. an option too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, warm warm up your feet and light up the world. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody on the panel got any shout outs? Uh, I got one uh, down here in the comments. Got uh, Aaron Cole. That's uh, actually my, one of my old team leaders here at uh, Third ID. So just uh, good what's up to him. Awesome. All right. Anybody else? Uh, I'll give a quick shout out to Brad. Uh, brought me a new pair of boots courtesy of eric much appreciated yeah i'm i'm kind of disappointed that i didn't, didn't get invited to this coffee meet considering i live like 5k from eric but oh, anyways go. that here was that go. was brad no i, no, I was, gonna go I was brad not part of this <laughs> i was not part of this discussion <laughs> but uh, i didn't get invited for coffee i'm i'm a little <laughs> upset <laughs> oh man <laughs> Well, so we will battle know. this out uh, not live on. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get the uh, we'll get the boxing gloves out. Uh, tune in next week to see who wins. <laughs> All right, uh, for email and iTunes reviews, we uh, the inbox was dry, um, so that's uh, nothing to read out there. So uh, with that, I will bring episode number one hundred and seventy nine of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out, submit a review. It does help other people find us. And we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we're going live. Uh, you can reach me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca or I am frequently on the Discord. Yep, yeah, uh, you can reach me on Discord or at inspiredveteran at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach me on the Discord app as well or at crossrifleranch at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me off the wall customizing at gmail.com. 
on the Discord from time to time, or on the other CPP on Monday nights where I discuss why I hate government, as my intro said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, please check out uh, Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. I also tend to hang out in the Discord. Uh, more so now that Ian is not there, I, uh, I hang out there a lot more. Uh, you can also email me at uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. So uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And keep learning. learning.